Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. British Airways is proud to welcome you to our home, to the thrills of London and the hills of Scotland, to delicious roasts and stunning coasts. Then explore Paris and Madrid and roam around Europe. Devour the art and savour the food, or just shop and shop until you flop into bed. Take off to Britain and beyond. Book now for 2021 and change later with our flexible booking options. Terms apply. Visit BA.com for details. This is the intro jingle. This is the K-Pop Tebak Show with Eric Nam. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to K-Pop Tebak Show. Before we get started with today's show, I do want to let you know about a brand new show that we have. It is not a podcast, but it is an incredibly entertaining podcast. digital show. And it is available right now only on Facebook Watch. So this is how you can watch it. You can go to Facebook and you can type in Dive Studios, right? If you go to Dive Studios and you can watch it, the show is called Whiting. Whiting! Like it's the Korean word, Whiting, which means like, let's go, like, Jayo, like you could do it, that kind of thing. Um, but pretty much the show is me. It's Amber. Of FX, Jamie Park, it's J of Day 6, Matthew BM of Card, Ashley of Ladies Code, and Peniel of B2B. We played some ridiculous, ridiculous games. So it'll be very entertaining. Please go ahead and share it with your friends. Let your mom and dad know. Let your friends know. Let your next door neighbor, your crush, your boyfriend, girlfriend know. It's on Dive Studios on the Facebook page. You can also see it, also see it on the Korea Boo page or the Subtle Asian Traits page. So check it out. Leave us a lot of comments. Engage with us. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Let us know who you think is going to win it all. And um, hope you guys enjoy. Enjoy Whiting. Now, on to this show. It's the K-Pop Debak Show with Eric Nam. Let's get started. Welcome to K-Pop Debak, everybody. This is Eric Nam. I'm your host. And before we get started, before I introduce you to this, this, uh, this man to my right, we got to yes. give you a little reminder. You got to go to Apple Podcasts. Subscribe rate, and review, and then subscribe on Spotify or wherever you're listening to this amazing top-notch quality content from. Please do it. And um, if you want video content of it, we're, we're on the YouTubes. YouTube.com slash Dive Studios. You can see our highlight clips. But you can only get the full episodes as of now here on this podcast. So, welcome to the show. Hope you all doing well. And uh, we have a very special guest here today. His name is G2. Hey. And he's uh, super so excited to be here. So we did start. We are excited. Okay, okay. <laughs> How are you, dude? Good, man. 
I'm doing awesome. <laughs> it might be a little bit awkward for the first 20 minutes. It's fine. I need it's to cool. warm up a little bit. Because this show's only 15 minutes long. So Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 we're screwed. This is this might be your worst episode ever. No, it's good. I've done much worse. Um, but welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on. Yes. I actually I'm I'm the one who asked to come on the show. I'm glad you asked. Yeah, dude. This you is know, awesome. This is like my only like my third. You, the third podcast, podcast ever. ever. Yeah. You done? You done one with Dumb? Uh, one, yeah, one with Dumb, and then one with uh, my homie JK in New York. Uh huh. Six ninety nine per pound, and then today. Well, welcome. It's an honor to be your third podcast, dude. It's an honor to just be in your presence, man. Because <laughs> I only see you on uh, on Olay TV or, or some shit like that. Shut up. Teaching um, English. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, for for many listeners here, they may not be familiar with you because yeah. you're not technically. K-pop, yeah, right. Show me the money landed me on that sweet spot where I'm not even I'm not underground or K-pop. You're just like I'm like the awkwardly awkward, yeah, in awkward the middle. middle. Yeah, I'm the awkward <laughs> turtle in the music industry. That's all good though. Um, let's first of all introduce yourself. How do you introduce yourself? Oh, um, yeah, I go by the name of G2, which is my real name, Korean name, Hwang G2. Jincha? Yeah, you know for that. real? Yeah, my sister's name is G1. This is like a rep- repertoire that I do like. You know, my name is Hwang Ji Two. My sister is Hwang Ji One. Oh wow! And that's one two. That's hilarious. I had a dog named Chi Sam, which means three. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for real. It was a Maltese back when I was in middle school. Yo, that's dope. Uh, Are you gonna name your kids Chi Sam? Nah, I don't want to do that to my kids. Okay, that's cool. Uh, I went by the name of Kevin all you know all my you know school life. Yeah, and I'm a rapper. What more can I say? That's dope. Yeah, um, I'm from Dallas. Born and raised? Not born. I was born here in Korea, but uh-huh. I went through first and through like first year college in the states. So wait, wait, wait. From when? Where through first year? First college? grade. First till, grade. You know, college. So that's a solid what? It's, that's like 12, 13 years. years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I can do. I Just twenty do years. So let's talk about it. you. So you went to Dallas first grade. Well, 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 all right, all right, let me break it down. So me and my family immigrated to the yeah. states. In 1999, mm-hmm. and our first place was Chicago. Oh, and so I went through uh, first and second grade there. We're technically just a second grade, um, and then my dad got a new job, so we went all the way to Seattle. Oh wow! And then went through third and fourth grade there, and then my dad opened up his own branch at the same job, and went came to or went to Dallas. Uh huh. And then I went through fifth through yeah, finished elementary, and then. High school. Man, you moved around a lot. Yeah, I did. But I really don't remember. Dude, I don't know. Maybe it's all like all the alcohol. <laughs> but I really can't remember a lot about my childhood. Like, maybe in, in Korea or yeah. Chicago or Seattle. Just blurs. Yeah, just blurs. Like I just remember just a lot of snow in Chicago. A lot of rain in Seattle. And, you know, my dad drove, you know, all the all that, all those cities. Uh-huh. And yeah, I just remember a lot of driving. And in Dallas, yeah. And then I just remember that's where I I feel like that's where I became like an actual like human being with a thought. Oh, yeah. And you know, in Dallas, that's good. yeah. I'm so, glad I'm glad you have that. Yeah, and all you know, all my friends, you know, they're they're still back at home or you know, most of them. Yeah. And yeah. Cool. Well, uh like what were you like as a kid? I feel like you were probably like a mad Kegujang. Like mad I was, which my parents you know, it was a surprise to them because I was a very timid, shy kid growing up. I didn't Shut speak. Up. Yeah, I didn't no talk way. or anything. In the States, my teachers, you know, we they told me to, you know, tell my parents. They called my parents to uh. come and have a meeting. 
Really? And what my teacher was saying was, yo, Kevin is super loud. And he's <laughs> ta- he talks during all the class. <laughs> and like, he needs to be fucking controlled. Like, <laughs> control your fucking kid. And then my parents were actually like, really proud. <laughs> they, were, they were really happy. They were like, oh my God, our kid is normal. Like, <laughs> Our kid can speak. Yeah. And so, yeah. As a kid, I think I kind of gained confidence from like, other kids. Yeah. And it was just like, that freedom. That just kind of just just rebelled and yeah. So my teachers hated me back in school. <laughs> like I went to Did like, you study. Well, I went to the library maybe like two times my whole life, and I <laughs> went to go smoke cigarettes. <laughs> when did you start smoking and drinking? Uh, fifteen. Wow, that's pretty yeah, young. Dude. Yeah, dude, I was I was a fucking little shecky, dude. I was <laughs> I I roamed around like, and I was a late bloomer too. So I looked like a fucking baby. <laughs> 15. So being yeah, being in K-Town smoking and getting drunk like in front of like oh PC bongs and like in, in in Dallas during that time we only had like three Nore bongs. You're only at one of three places. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So you- yeah. So and then my sister was pretty uh infamous too. And uh <laughs> they, they, and, like a ran- random people would come up to me and be like, "Oh, you're uh, you're G's little brother, right? G2." I'm like, "Yeah." Uh, cool. And then they would walk away. I'm like, "What the fuck?" Like <laughs> <laughs> What the hell was that? So anyways, I was a little shaky, but then I matured fast, I believe. Yeah. And I kind of got over it after my freshman year. Okay. And sophomore year is whenever I st- like I met the young. Like I knew I know I went to church with him. He goes by the name of UGP. So I known him since like fourth, fifth grade in you know Dallas yeah. when I first moved. And I met him when I was 16. And he produces music. Oh. And I'm like, holy shit, like how do you get your voice on that? And yeah. then on the speakers. That's, that yeah. was amazing to me. So he let me come over and, you know, and my dad, my parents were like, my parents are still to this day like hella cool. So at the age of 16, my dad let me just like, just stay, let me stay the night at his house. And I mean, I didn't, I, I feel like he really didn't like it, but <laughs> I just did it. You know, I, that's, that was my way of rebelling. Instead of going out to K-Town, I hung out with a lot of youngs and yeah. didn't, and started doing music there. Yeah. Yeah. Had you always listened to music growing up? What influenced your music? Yeah, dude. Um, I say this in a lot of interviews. Like, I feel like, you know, you could relate. Like, Tejungumak, uh, like mainstream yeah. music is is very… There's a variety of… There's like… it's There's so many genres. Yeah. So, it was only natural for me to just kind of… Accept. Yeah, accept just like hip-hop. Because it was just everywhere. Yeah. So, the, the town that I grew up in… Louisville was just like everybody listened to hip hop. Mm. Like even my PE teachers turned on, you know, hip hop stations while we were playing dodgeball. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's cool. I was in like the sixth grade, and the first time I ever heard like a hip hop song was a uh, holiday. Not first time, but in school was Holiday Inn by Chingy. Chingy. Yeah, dude. So it was very natural for me to just listen to hip hop. Yeah, and it's weird because ironically, I listened to Korean hip hop more. Because huh. American hip hop was just everywhere, right? Yeah, it was just right. on the radio station. Like you just, you just know it. It's like the alphabet song, right? Like, you just know everybody it. knows, yeah. It, yeah. And Korean hip hop, like you would have to like dig into it and actually research, right? And put your time and effort into it, right? And I feel like a lot of immigrants go through an identity kind of thing, crisis, crisis, yeah, and growing up. And so I felt like I was, you know, different. Growing up and just I was just fascinated by just the Korean culture. So growing up, like seeing my sister like go to church and like go to like, you know, she would have Korean boyfriends. Like they were fobby as fuck. So 
they were, you know, they would do Fabi shit like, you know, read Manachek or uh, go to, go to, go like, go, go play soccer. You know what I mean? But everything, those, go to Norebangs, you know what I mean? Those right. things were like something that I wanted to be part of. And I think that's when my fear of missing out started. Because, you know, she did what grown people did, but they were basically like 18. Right. And, and I was just like, oh man, I want to I wanna be with the Hyungs. I want to be with right. the Yunas. And I think that's what kind of created my love for the Korean culture. Yeah. Which I feel like I could have waited. <laughs> so I started smoking to be cool. And I don't smoke now. Anymore. Yeah. Uh, I that's hate good. cigarettes. That's it's good. fucking disgusting. <laughs> PSA. Don't smoke. Yeah. Don't fucking smoke. It's like you pay… You're paying your own money… To kill yourself. Yeah. To kill yourself. That's like… Come on, and I'm as you beer. have a beer in yeah. your hand. God damn it, Goose Island, what's up? So you listen to K hip hop? Who kind of influenced your K hip hop? Oh, that's easy. That's easy. So my sister was a bit of a fob, more than you know, obviously more than me. Wait, for people who don't know what fob is, explain to the listeners. Oh well, yeah, it's called like you know, we call it fresh off the boat or fresh off the piengi. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Pianki's airplane. Yeah. So fresh off the boat, it's just like you're you're you know you're more where you're from than where you are. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, I guess for some people, if even if you've immigrated to a different country, you identify in this case more as Korean yeah. than as American. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, I guess like the stereotype about it is you speak more Korean than you do English. You yeah, watch yeah, yeah. more Korean dramas than you do yeah, anything else. Exactly. Yeah. Um, as a Korean American. Yeah. So you're basically Korean in. In the, you know, in the States. Yeah. yeah. So my sister was, you know, a bit more fobbish. So as we were traveling, my dad was driving a lot. And we, when we were moving, you know, my sister would burn K-pop songs into CDs. Yeah. And we would listen to a lot of songs. And one of the songs that caught my, you know, ear was Tasha. You meet oh, it you meet it. Yeah. So Ooh. it was called uh, Memory, Smiling yeah. Tears. So still to this day, I know every word. I know every Such word. Such a great song. And so my, my parents would have like a home office. Uh-huh. And <clears throat> it was back when we didn't make a lot of money. So me and my sister shared a room and the other room was an office. Uh-huh. And I still remember the, the the website name. I would go to bugs.co.kr and I would print out… I would I print the same out… same thing, yeah, man. I would print out the lyrics and I would only listen to one song. And I was a, I was a little brat because like <clears throat> my parents… My parents provided everything that I wanted. Right. And you know, some might say spoiled… But I don't, I don't really like to say that word on myself. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so like they like a like an MP3 player would come out and my right. mom would get me it and I would only have like what two or three songs and that, you that's can't like even yeah hold yeah. songs on it exactly and I would I don't I didn't know a lot of songs mm. I just knew Tasha mm. memories I memorized all the words and and I was doing a lot more research and I found out she has another song mm. I'm like holy shit she has another song. And it was called Saime Hangi. Uh-huh. And I memorized that. And then, you know, after a point, I was just like, oh shit, there's more people. Than her? Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, I found out Dragon Tiger. I found Dynamic Duo. And I found this site, website called Hip Hop Player. Oh. And like, yeah, that's where, like, my dream of, I guess, rap just kind of started. Okay. So how old were you at this point? You were like well, At 16? this point, I was… It, it, it oh, was… Man. Well, at this point was I was middle school. Oh, I was like 13. School. Yeah, okay. I was 12, so like 13. Young. You started yeah. listening to that. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know… You know, in the States, you, you start driving around like what? 15, 18, 16. Yeah. yeah. So, 16… <clears throat> I drove a Honda Civic and 
it hold like a MP3 CD. Right. So I I would have at least a hundred songs of just hip hop, K hip hop. Yeah. Which is funny because like, I don't know why, but for 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 some reason I was very like attracted to Korean hip hop. Uh-huh. And I think it's, it was because of the identity crisis I was talking mm. about, and because it was more relatable. And like I wanted to write lyrics, and like uh-huh. it's it's like I can't write about like you know clubs and girls and stuff. It's <laughs> like I was a very awkward kid. My friends say I need photos of you. I like I need photos of you as a kid. Oh I'm god, so it's so embarrassing. <laughs> I used to match everything, <laughs> the colors and everything. Yo, yo, and then I put the whole school on. I could confidently say. I put them on the the thick black, you know, the the frame glasses with the yeah. lenses. With no, I I started that in my school. You're a trendsetter, man. Yeah, dude, I, I kind of was. You're a trendsetter. Yeah. Well, I'm curious about your school. Like growing up in Dallas, I don't know many Korean Korean Americans who grew up in Dallas. What yeah, was that dude. like? What was the demographic like? Who were you surrounded by? Yo, a lot of people ask me like, you know, they have this stereotype about Texas how. Uh, you know, being racist and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I was fortunate enough to be around people that was not… That was just far from it. Mm. You know what I mean? So like… I was so blessed and fortunate. And I'm like, you know, I feel super lucky that I grew up, you know, in a school with like… I. It was like the cliche high school. Like we had the the popular kids had like the cheerleaders, the football players, Just the like jocks. High school musical. Yeah, basically. <laughs> except we weren't clicky. We did we had no bullies. Like we had like, you know, everybody was together. Oh, that's cool. That's and great. it was yeah, it was it was beautiful because like thankfully for my friends, all my friends were cheerleaders, they were jocks, and I was the only person that didn't have an extracurricular activity. Mm. Like I started young. So like I started drinking and smoking. And doing a bunch of shit. So people were like, oh shit, like Kevin is on some other shit. Like <laughs> he doesn't uh, need no extracurricular. Uh, yeah, like he what? Has his own. But they started rebelling, like, you know, a couple years after me. Or not a couple years, like a year after me. But anyways. But uh yeah, so we were a very a mixed group of people. So we had, you know, all my friends are white, black, Mexican, and there was this one other Korean dude. If you have a fob, there's always a banana. Uh, yeah, a whitened inside, yellow yeah. outside. Yeah, that's. I'm more on like the banana side. Yeah, yeah. I'm like a rotten banana. <laughs> I'm like a banana with kimchi. And uh, but Bill, like so, my homie Billy, like he did track. All my friends did like tracks, football, soccer, yeah. everything. So it was it was just mad dope, and just kind of people just saw me as you know part of the group. So I was just kind of automatically in the the cool. Yeah. People category. Yeah. So it was nice. I growing up, I went to football games, pep rallies, like everything, just all the teachers. We were cool with like all the teachers, yeah. the principals. My principal would like would come up to me and be like, Hey man, I see you've uh, been kicking out of trouble lately. I'm like, Yeah. Like, good job, man. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, you know, yeah, growing up, like I was fortunate enough to like just be with loving group of people, which I still whom I still talk to to this day. And I met, you know, all the moms and the parents a couple months ago for the wedding. And I Who's was wedding? Oh, well, my homie's wedding. Oh, okay, okay. And okay. so, like, I saw the, uh, you know, all my, you know, back at home families. Yeah. And some kid come up to me, came up to me, be like, I guess I have this reputation since they don't really know who I am, really. Yeah. yeah. But they just know that I do music. Yeah. And I have the blue check mark. Okay. <laughs> so a kid at the wedding came up to me and asked, I was like, hey, are you a millionaire? <laughs> I was like, yeah. 
<laughs> so like the, the word got kid. around like I'm a celebrity, which oh, I'm man. like, which I'm really not. And and this kid came up to me, and this harabaji came up to me. This old dude came up to me like, hey, I told the disc jockey who you are. <laughs> you have to do a couple of songs. I'm like, disc jockey. <laughs> Dude, uh, it, was, it was yeah. So it was it's was oh, fun. Yeah. Um, and funny. yeah, growing up, my dad would you know go to uh, business trips, and we would have like house parties at my house. And one of the parties that I had was we had a beach party, and so we bought like bags of sand and just put it like just threw it in the living room. And play beer pong dude, on top of the sand. Dude, if I was your dad, I would have <laughs> beat the crap out of you. Bro, dude. It was so fucking hilarious when he came home. I was walking behind him and I would just like… I would have like sand <laughs> on my like on my feet. I'm just like… Shit. Did he ever… Wait, what? He, he never found, found out. out. He, he never, never found out. out. He never found out. Like, you have sand in the entire house Yeah, he never, he never found, found out. out. Like my friends were pretty like… Like uh, what, what's the word? They were very careful. So like I would tell one homie that my dad's out of town and he would tell the whole group… And so they all knew my garage code. So they would just come over and just like move the couches around. And that's what yeah, it is. And yeah. And um, yeah. And then my friends, like, you know, they're all like mixed ethnicities. And they would just come over. They automatically know to take the shoes off. You're right. That's important. Uh, Asian household, take your uh, shoes off. You better take your I shoes mean, off. I mean, in any household, to be honest, it's fucking disgusting. Take your fucking <laughs> shoes off. That's not an Asian thing. That's like a cleanless thing. I don't know why I get so offended by this. Like, no. I, but um, I, yeah. And then I they would come over, and when they get drunk, they'd have the munchies, and they would you just go through my pantry, and they would eat like kimchi. Ki- no kim. Ah, uh, yeah. Kim they love kim. Snack. They love kim. I put them on like super fast because <laughs> right now they have Kirkland makes kim. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Okay, let's fast forward. So you graduate high school, you go to college. Where did you go to college? What did you study? Oh yeah, I didn't actually go to college. Okay, yeah. so I went through. I went. Okay, so I studied art from sixteen to eighteen. I took art classes separately, and I w- I got ready for a uh, college portfolio. Yeah, which was pretty freaking sick. It was. Yeah? yeah, it was. What did you do? I did oil painting and uh, nude drawings, nude nude portraits, and um, did you actually have people nude model for yeah, you? Yeah, it's basically like math. You have to angle and you have to measure and you have to show work on how you got there. So there's a lot of lines involved. Like okay. like perspective wise. So it's like proving out theories. Yeah. yeah or basically. And you would have to like pack the art itself and FedEx it. Right. Like the actual. So right. they could see it and right. study it. And so not to brag but I got accepted by like Damn. All, all colleges that I apply to. You know Art Center, MICA, Parsons, Damn. CCA. And I was getting ready for college, but I guess I, I don't I don't want to p- play the blame game, but I kind of want to blame my parents because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Korean parents are not as involved in like those kind of like college things because they don't really know. You got to do yeah, it on your yeah, own. Yeah, like they don't because honestly, like they didn't really care about SATs either. I was like, everybody's studying for SATs, so I went to my mom and my dad. I'm like, yo, like, can you get me a tutor? Like, how come you know, Pune yeah. Hill? I'm like, alright, yeah. So they wrote me a check. And then I go to Hakwan. I go to a tutor. SAT tutor. And turns out, I fucking hate studying. <laughs> uh, Surprise! Uh, so I gave that up really fast. But anyways, so… The college thing didn't work out because I didn't know what to apply for. Like scholarship-wise. Mm. And I didn't really care. I guess I was just being lazy or something. I yeah. don't know what was going on in my head. Yeah. I guess I was just being irresponsible or something. And… Art… School is pretty fucking expensive. So it's like 
$50,000 a year. Plus like, you know, including all the expenses. Right. And you got to travel there. You got to live there. You got to eat food. You got to yeah. do stuff. And you got to you gotta co- accommodate to, you know, what college you, you're right. at. And right. Most of these colleges are like New York. New York, you know, upstate or fucking LA, like LA. Like, so, you know, my dad was just like, uh, and then I was like, uh, okay, I'll just, you know, I'll take a year off. So, Kevin goes to community college, which is the stupid. Uh, I'm not gonna, <laughs> just joking. <laughs> it's it's only smart if you have a plan. If you don't have a plan and you go to community college, that's basically proving like you're not drunk when you're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like it's proving nothing. You only feel better about yourself because you feel like you're not wasting time, uh, but you are. But that's only if you don't have a plan. If uh-huh. you have a plan, community college is could be a smart route right. to your future. But me, I didn't have a plan. I just went to, you know, just to show my dad what's up. Like, I'm I'm trying. Right. And, like, I'm not a stupid kid. Like, if I study, like, I, I could do it. But it's just like, I just didn't want to do anything. And I, I guess I was going through, like, a hard time. I was just yeah. going through some, like, mental issues at the time. Yeah. And, and during that time, I was focused on making music. So mm-hmm. I had a plan of my own where I wanted to make a mixtape. And I wanted to get the hell out of Dallas. Yeah. And people always ask me, like, why Korea? Why not stay in America? And during that time, it was almost as impossible, like, moving to, like, L.A. than Korea. Because, like, L.A. is like, what, what the hell am I going to do in L.A.? Like, I need to get a job. Like, I don't know anybody. Right. And coming to Korea was, I feel like it was way more easier since… And, and during that, I forgot to say, my mom was here. Oh, so, she's like, I had a place okay. to stay you know, yeah. when I came here. So, thought it was, I thought it was, like, you know… uh Good change of environment. Yeah. So, long story short, for the whole year, I just, you know, made music. Did a lot of, like, shitty club performances. Mm-hmm. Like, I went to, like, the blackest club ever downtown. And I had this song called Asian Party. <laughs> In Dallas? In Dallas. Paint this picture for me. Where are you? How did you get there? And you're singing Asian Party? Alright, so during that time, remember I told you my producer, UGP. Yeah. He wanted to manage a group of, you know, uh, like other rappers that's like, you know, not me. So he, he, he would book shows, you know, in clubs and they would do the shows and I would open. And I did the song called Asian Party and I had uh, wooden chopsticks. I would throw them up in advance and I put them in my pockets. And when I did Asian Party, I would just throw them in the crowd. <laughs> Asian Party, Asian Party, Asian Party. <laughs> And I, it was like a, that was a that was an easy quick seven minute set. Oh my god, yo! I killed the shows though. Like that's people legendary, me. Yeah, dude. It was so funny because um. Oh my god, I still give UGP shit to this day. He was a hard ass on me. He's yeah. soft now, but he would like make me go to these shows alone. Like I'm driving, like and like I would get parking tickets, and like I don't have any money to pay for this shit, and I'm like the only. Non-black person there. I'm like just uh, not not the only Asian. I'm the only non-black person there, and, and like I was so shocked at the age of seventeen, they're not gonna let me inside the club. But I was performing, so they would pat me down separately. Uh-huh. And I was at that time, I was such an innocent kid, and getting pat down at a club, it was kind of frightening. I was like, whoa! So people actually do carry like weapons. Yeah. And yo, I I could show you this. It's just a photo, if you could see. Where is that? That's not you. That's me. That is not you. That's me. Shut the. <laughs> I'll send you the photo here. Yo, 
That's crazy. Did you get like plastic surgery done? What's going on, man? <laughs> the only Asian kid in there. One of the legendary nights was was when we were performing. There was a lot of delays and my homies got like really mad and they started a fight with another homies and like I saw guns come out. Oh god. And you know like at that time I was the only my only thought that I had in my head was like shit. Like if a person were to get shot it's usually the person that's not involved. The and, guys. And it was… Yeah. And then it's… I feel like it was going to be me. <laughs> like, Did then, you throw chopsticks and run? Uh, no. I, I would I didn't have chopsticks that day. I would have just been like… Peace. Asian party. Asian run. No. Like, but like, I had to give a ride. I had to give this chick a ride. So I like… She was… Everybody was so casual about it. There was like guns out in the streets. And everybody was so casual about it. I don't know. The fuck am I looking at right now? And I go to my car. And I have a fucking parking ticket. And… And that was the moment I became casual about it too. I'm like, these motherfuckers, god damn it, like ruined the whole fucking show. I just got in my car, I just left. Anyways, anyways, all right. So <laughs> I feel like we're a little off track. It's all good. So so your mom's here. You end up coming to Korea. What year is this? That's this is 2012. 2012. So it's about it's, wow, eight years ago. Yeah. Eight years ago. Yeah, time flies, man. What were you doing here? How did you get on Show Me the Money? I was happen? I was pretty yeah like I said I feel like all throughout my career I was very lucky and and you know obviously I I don't want to say like it was handed to me but that's how fortunate I feel mm. you know and I came here I guess I was unfocused and my mom gave me a little bit of my like allowance money she gave me like like a, a credit card mm. and for a month like I spent more than I should have. Right. And it wasn't a crazy amount. It was just like, I think it was like maybe like a thousand or two thousand dollars, but you know, just as a kid, just like doing nothing, just doing, you know, just. I felt very ashamed. Uh. My mom never nags, never nagged, never nags. She never said anything, you know, to put me down. And one day she nagged, and that was just like a, such a shock to me. And I got a, I got a job, out. At uh, Itaewon Vatos. <laughs> yeah. That's where I've seen you before. <laughs> That's yeah. where I've seen you before. Yeah. That's why I met a lot of people there. And That's uh, hilarious. So for, I when they first opened. Years. Yeah. When they first opened, yeah. Oh, man. Okay. I worked there for like a year and a half or two years. And I was the, the lead bartender. And he actually worked… Joe actually worked there too. Really? I, yeah. I told him, yeah, let's work together. Anyways. So I was working… But it was it was it was horrible though. Like I would make you know like hourly, I would make like six dollars, right? And, and um, yeah, I would make seven seventy dollars a night, right? Or fifty dollars a night, and but I would spend seventy dollars on drinking. It's like it was horrible. Like I didn't I didn't have a planner whatsoever. But and uh, long story short, I met somebody. I came out with a mixtape. I met the label Highlight, mm-hmm. which I'm you know now I'm out of, but they were like you know close family to me, and. Before they made the announcement, they were like, you know, do you want to go on Show Me The Money? And during that time, it was around Show Me The Money 4. And I had a couple of homies there. They're like, they kind of put me in place. Be like, hey. Like, because they were hot. Like, they were up there. Mm. And they were like, hey, this is like temporary. Like, right. just don't get down by it. Just just use it. Just milk it. I was like, all right. And I went on Show Me The Money. You know, did my thing. You know, gained some attention. Gained some notoriety I guess is that the right word yeah and what did you gain notoriety for just you know just like 
oh, rep charanda, I guess. It's like, you know, it's just like, yo, this guy's he's a he's a he's he's on the come up, like mm-hmm. nice. And you know, that's that's very that falls very short. Right. Yeah, and I'm kind of getting depressed here. <laughs> and then now I'm here. Now you're here. <laughs> now I'm here. Now you're here. I started with 155,000 followers. Now 122,000. To what? Yeah. All the all the ghost followers. Yeah, all the bots. All the bots. It's okay. We'll get you. We'll get you up. Yeah, dude. we'll get you back up. There. That's why I'm here. Show me the money was what your 2016, 2016. Yeah, 2016. Show me the money five, 2016. And dude, like I was going through some shit. Cause like what? Like what? What kind of stuff? Um, like you know, just I guess like the whole systematic, like the whole Pangzong system was like so new to me. Right. And like I have. This is a fun uh, little thing that a lot of people don't know, but I have crazy stage fright. Really? Yeah. Every stage, no matter how big, no matter how small, my heart, like, is literally just like, just like beating against my chest, just like, and yeah, and then especially with like fucking like 20, 30 cameras, right? And just like yeah, and show me the money is it's a lot of waiting. It's a very short, uh. Pre- Prepared time. Right. And it's… Yeah, it's brutal. The schedule is super brutal. I went through like… Super mad anxiety. And just like a lot of depression Man. afterwards. And I forgot like a lot of my lyrics. But it's just… It just does that to you. It's just like… I mean… You're in the spotlight. Yeah. And like my… Like every time… Every stage… Like my… Like head… Like back of my head would just like… I just felt every little nerves just like… Just Oof. like poking at me and… It was just, it was brutal. And my appendix. What? Fucking blew in the middle of it. So I had to go through surgery. And after a surgery, a day or two, I think after, it was like the third round. And so I had to do that. And it was, yeah, dude, it was just like the worst timing. I think it was all the… The The stress. The stress that was induced. That's crazy, dude. But, you know, the the upside was I got a lot of sympathy points. (laughs) Uh, another upside was I lost a lot of weight, so camera-wise, I looked good. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Um, so you come off of Show Me the Money, then you've been at Highlight for a few years. Yeah, about you, four years. You were there for a few years. You put some music out. You went on like some small show tours and yeah. Um, so I, I don't know how my image of like Yenning image, like variety show image, started, but I love doing those shows, but. I don't know how like I became that image because mm. I'm really I'm really not that funny like or I don't have like shit that I was on that was I was really funny so but I did a couple of shows after that and made two albums but it's funny like it's you could see your popularity just like like physically see your popularity just like kind of kind of um, getting get diluted oh. and. Uh, it's a little like yeah, and then it's. Do you think that was just a, a matter of like the hype of show me the money? Yeah, for sure, right? For sure. Or I mean, it's like I mean, this I guess it's my fault too. But what do you fault yourself with for that? Uh, shit, dude. I don't know. I don't really. I hate calling myself like an artist because mm-hmm. I'm really not. But the, doing the shit that I do, it's just like you get kind of picky about it. Yeah, and I feel like. I feel like if if I were to be more flexible with it, I think I would have, you know, definitely created more stuff. Mm. But it's that's 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 something that you really can't, you know, yes, you, dwell that's upon. Stuff you on. learn, yeah, you know, that's experience. You go through uh, that with experience. I think I was the same yeah. way. Where you put out an album, you're like, ah, I don't want to do it like this. I don't yeah, yeah. And then you're like, you just gotta put it out. 
Yeah, exactly. You just gotta put it out. You exactly. gotta go with it. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, you get back in there and you do yeah. it again. And like, I'm not, I'm not like blaming my label for this, but like, you know, it's just like when you're in a label and when you're in like a system, like it's, it's hard to do it like, like 100% like your way. Right. So it gets, it gets kind of frustrating sometimes. And it's, it's definitely something, yeah, like you said, you learn. I had this image of like, I'm lazy. I want to say I'm lazy, but I'm just like really picky about my surroundings. Like, right. Like, so that's why I love going to the States and making music. Because mm. it's like the synergy there is amazing. Like, Where do you tend to write? In LA? or, or LA. In LA, yeah. LA. Because like, in Korea, I feel like it just work. Right. There's something no, about the air. You know I 100% I mean? agree. Yeah. It's just like, you go into the studio, like you have to put something. I'm like, uh, like I'm a type of dude. Like, I want to go to the studio. I want to invite a bunch of my homies. I want to invite, you know, a bunch of girls. Like, I want to like party. You know what I mean? And then make something out. Like, I want to… It's the same thing for music. I'm not making this music for me. I'm making music so I can brag about the shit that I made. Like, yo, I made this. Can you fucking believe it? And and that's something like I want to do in the studio. Be like, oh shit, I wrote this. Check this out. Like, you know. Like, I want to showboat. That's what that's mm. what music is, I feel like. You mm. want to show it to the world. And in, in the States, in the studio, it's more free. Yeah. And in Korea, like, I just didn't have the vibe that I wanted to make music. So I, so I didn't. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to do. Yeah. Um, but I mean, okay, so your, your contract recently just ended. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. For me, yeah. I think it's a congratulations. What, what are you looking at now? What are you hoping to do? What are you trying to… I don't know, man. I'm trying to, trying to hang out with you more. All right. You can hang out whenever, <laughs> dude. I feel like I'm going through like a second identity crisis. Yeah. So uh, right now, I'm exploring and I want to… Establish musically like what kind of you know uh, music I want to make. Right. I want to I want to explore more, and yeah, like you said, I just want to just, just put shit out and and you know there's like different artists. I'm not looking down upon. I'm not talking shit about anybody because there's like different form of expression. So there's like rappers that that flex that you know that spends money that that balling image and there's rappers like the art the art fashion rappers like for me. Like I'm, I'm just a I'm just a friendly neighborhood guy. Like friendly I don't neighborhood you too. Yeah, dude. I don't like ever wear like mask out in public unless it's like, you know, bad air. Yeah. Like I don't try to hide. Like I don't, you know, I don't see myself as a celebrity at all. Like it's, and I want to show that. Like I want to show like like anybody can do this. Like I am an anybody. Mm. Like you know what I mean. So I just I I, I want to show that image and I want to show a more positive side. Yeah. And yeah. So you are you actively writing these days or are you just kind of? Yeah, dude, it's the same old. Like it, nothing's really changed. Like I'm just just steady working on music. Yeah. Just yeah. The only bad part right now is I don't have a studio to work at since I don't have uh, you know, a label anymore. So I'm trying to trying to find a studio. Here's my thing. Like I didn't get to know you till recently. I feel. Yeah, I mean, we ran into each other. We ran like, into each other. Years, yeah. But like, I haven't really had like these types of conversations with yeah, you. For so sure. I'm really glad we got to have these conversations. Um, and getting to know you, it's been a pleasure because I think you're a hilarious and you're very oh, brutally thanks, honest, <laughs> um, which I think is great. And it's refreshing, especially in music where yeah. a lot of artists can tend to mask or hide yeah. thoughts or feelings. For which sure. Is, you know, that's just the nature of the job for sometimes. Sure. Dude, thanks so much for making time. No, dude, Before for we sure. head out, two things. Any resolutions for 2020? 
Oh, dude, I fucking hate resolutions. Okay, me too. Makes no sense, dude. I don't do that I hate when people are like, oh, 2020, we gonna get it. Like, (laughs) it's so pointless, bro. 2020 is just another year. I hate people trying to do better. Okay. (laughs) Everybody stop overachieving. Yeah, just do do what you've been… You're gonna do what you've been doing. You're not gonna do better. So do that. That's horrible. I'm sorry. It's all good. No, just do better. So 2020 resolution is do better. Okay, do better. Be better. Who do you want to be remembered as? Oh man, that's a that's that's a deep ass question. We got we just went there. I just yeah, like I said, I just want to be remembered as just 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 an average dude. Mm. Just like you know, just a neighborhood guy. Spider-Man. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah, just like at the end of the day, we're all like we're all the same. We're all humans. So like I don't want I don't like when people like overly glorify another human being. Mm. I mean, I don't think that's a good look. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, we're all human. Like, you know, I go home. Like, I sleep in my briefs. Like, <laughs> I cook eggs and bacon. Like, you know, like, I take shits. Really? Yeah, dude. Oh, I take shits I, all the I, time. I didn't think you did. A huge one. <laughs> so, I'm just saying, you know, like, every, like all the… Just, you know, just… Yeah, we all normal. Yeah, we're all, we're all the same. And, yeah, that's it. I've, I had kind of fun, like… Talking about, I feel, it was like a mini autobiography today. OGC. It's good that you know people get to know you. They got to know who you are, where you're from. Everybody oh, yeah. check out his music. If they people check out one song, what song? What song? What, what song should what they song? check out? Oh snap! I, dude, I really don't know. I don't really like any of my songs. <laughs> Asian party. Hell Asian party. no! Is that Fuck out? That no. Is I that on YouTube? Hell, I I SoundCloud, Zanga, I, MySpace. I, oh, shit, it might be on MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, uh, <laughs> no, but um, yeah, I got rid of everything, the whole file. Oh, Some man. people might still have the CD. Yo, yo, okay, into the universe. No, if stop, anybody has stop. a copy of G2's Shut up. Asian Party, better yet, if you have a video of him throwing chopsticks, please. I remember the hook, it goes like, We got a whole lot of gogi. <laughs> My bitch is cooking for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So it was a remix of Waka Flocka. Uh, it's a party. It's a party. Oh it's a God. party. Uh, we got a whole lot of gogi. My bitch is cooking for me. <laughs> Eating with our chopsticks and our soju bottles popping. Hey. Asian party. Asian party. Asian party. Oh my wow. God, dude. It's so hot in here. I'm going to look this up. eBay, please have this. eBay. <sighs> eBay, please. Not even eBay. You probably have to go to Dallas, K-Town. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, for the people who want to follow me, and please do… It's not that hard. We gotta it's get easy. you back up to 150. And my, my post, my my contents is pretty funny. You wouldn't know because you just followed me. <laughs> Anyways, follow me at G2's Life. That's G number two S Life. Easy G2's Life, which is you know, that's G2's Life. And uh, basically, that's everything. All business, you know, G2's Life at Gmail. Instagram is G2's Life. Everything I do is G2's Life. Alright guys. Well thank you so much G2 for hanging out with us. For sure. Everybody thank you for listening to this catching up session with G2. Be if sure you to want me back music. everybody comment. Say hey. Oh hey. Yeah leave us a rate and review. Subscribe to wherever you're listening or watching from. And have a great week. We'll talk to you next time on the K-Pop Tebuck Show with Eric Nam. Bye. Peace. Outro. Thank you for listening to K-Pop Tebuck with Eric Nam. <laughs>